0: Our topic out of the book of Ezekiel is from Ezekiel chapter 47, the river of life. Starting in verse 1, it says, He brought me back to the door of the temple, which can indicate they had left the temple for a while. If you remember in verses or chapters, Ezekiel chapter 40 through 46, uh, it gave us a lot of details about the temple, the dimensions, and the surrounding area, and all of God's plans for it. And we talked about that, and uh, if you missed that, it's available on shalomadventure.com. Explains the Ezekiel Temple and when and what that was all about and why God spent so many chapters on it. And here we continue with that theme. So he's back at the Temple. God brings him back, Ezekiel back to the Temple. And water flowed from under the threshold of the Temple toward the front of the Temple facing east. And the water flowed south of the altar. And so uh, this temple, obviously, if it was to be placed on the Temple Mount or wherever, it would have a miraculous flow of water coming out from the throne of God. He didn't say specifically build it over this spring so that there would water be flowing out of there, so it seems that they would build it where the God had directed them to build it, which would be a, a huge land mass, and that there would be where the throne happens to go, where the uh, altar would go, um, or where the, um, the threshold would go, that water would come forth, a spring of water would come forth. And of course, that's nothing for God. Uh, we went through the wilderness for 40 years, and water coming out of a rock. And so God was promising that he would do the same again, and this miraculous water would come forth and flow thro- forth from the temple. And I believe if we would have fulfilled God's word and built the temple as God directed that it should be built, when God directed that it should be built, that he would have done that and it would have fulfilled the prophecy. But as we talked about, we, we didn't. And, uh, and so it didn't get built, uh, partly because of or mostly because of our selfishness and greed and, and love of ease. Um, and God wanted everybody to participate, not just... Um, Cyprus and the Medo-Persians and Artaxerxes and Darius giving some funds and and some other people giving some funds and some other people putting labor. But he wanted everybody to give as he had blessed them. And if it would have been a unified effort, these things would have happened. This miracle would have happened. But even though it didn't, God's still not done with it, at least as far as this river is concerned. And we'll see that in this chapter. Okay, verse 2. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east, and there the water was running out on the side. And so the water is running towards the east gate, but he has to go out the north gate because it tells us that when the prince comes in, or when God's glory comes in through the east gate, that they are to seal the east gate, and that no one can go in and out of that east gate anymore. And so in the prophecy, in the vision, he's, He he had seen the glory of God come in through the east gate, and so the east gate gets sealed, and he has to go out through the north gate and then come around to see the river flowing out near the, um, or go out through the north gate, come around and see the water flowing out by the east gate. When the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, which is about 1,500 feet, and he brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my ankles. So he goes about uh, five football fields. right? So if you're not familiar with a football field, it's, uh, it's a field that these uh, big, bad millionaires run around and chase an air-filled pig skin. And, um, and whatever, <laughs> they knock each over. Each over over for that. And uh, so anyway, so five of those fields he goes, and the water's only up to his ankles. Not very deep at all for that long. It's kind of go, like going out here to Green Key Park, right? I mean, you can go out, and you'll never be able to swim. You can walk, I think, all the way to Mexico. The water never gets deep. It's up to his ankles. So he goes five football fields, and the water's up to his ankles. Again he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters and water came up to my knees. And again he measured 1,000 and brought me through and water came up to my waist. He said, son of man, have you seen this? So he wants him to take note. There's an object lesson here that God's wanting Ezekiel to learn and he's wanting us to learn. So go, go uh, another 1,500 feet. And he does and it goes from his ankles up to his knee. All right, so that's quite a jump. You know, ankle that high, and then a, you know, quite a jump there. And then he goes another, and it jumps from his to his waist. And so it's jumping progressively and each 1,500 feet, but still kind of gradual, but, uh, but growing. Then verse 5 again he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one, one must swim a river that cannot be crossed. And so it gets very deep, very quickly. So he goes another and then jumps from his waist all the way above his head. And so that's exponential, right? It's multiplying now and it's growing tremendously. And so there might be some spiritual analogies for us to understand that God's wanting us to look at this and see. So God's water is flowing out from his threshold and with blessings and it starts off small in our lives. We come to the Lord, And we drink in of his water, we accept his love for us, and then we begin walking, and our walk with the Lord sometimes is, is, sometimes it's exponential in the beginning, sometimes it's a big experience, then it usually kind of, it needs to continue to grow. It needs to be a continual growing experience and an expanding experience. And as we do that, it should get deeper and deeper and deeper in our lives. We shouldn't just stay ankle deep forever. There might be a time where it takes some time to grow, But then it needs to get deeper and deeper as we surrender to the Lord and broaden in our lives. And the same with the gospel. As as we experience it, it needs to go out to all the ends of the earth. And so it may start off slow, and we need to work with among those that we're in contact with. You know, if one person shares the gospel with three people and they accept it, that's three people. Now four people. But if those three people share it with three people, now they've shared with nine, now that's ten people, and those ten people continue to share with three each, and now it's growing and growing and growing exponentially. And, uh, and that's kind of the vision that he's seeing here. The water is growing and growing deeper and deeper, and the people can experience God more and more, and, and the gospel goes further and further. Although I believe he had a literal river in mind that he was prophesying he was going to have come forth if they would have built the temple, but there are spiritual analogies we can see from it as well. And so our walk needs to grow in the Lord. And our sharing of the gospel needs to continue and broaden. Not just, well, I gave my heart to the Lord a long time ago, and that's fine. Or I shared the gospel with someone, you know, uh, a few years ago, and that's all I need to do. I did my job, Uh, right? It was like uh, in this army, the, uh, the commander told the troops, look, we're outnumbered four to one. So go out there and do the best you can, and, and we're going to work, and, and we're going to try, and we've got to defend our country. And so battle is going on, and, and, and the commander sees one of the guys just sitting by a tree, He's just sitting there. And he goes Bimmy, he says, what's up with you? He says, I already killed my four. You know, so it's not just, well, I did my deed, I did my part. It needs to continue and expand and continue to serve the Lord and continue to multiply and deepen. And if that hasn't been our experience, we need to pray. Or maybe it was in the past, but maybe we've plateaued. And the water is now just the same as it was for a while. Maybe we're only waist deep. Maybe it grew for a while. We need to pray, Lord, give me a deeper experience with you. And use me. And may the talents grow in my life and service for you. Verse 6. And he returned me to the riverbank, and there were many trees on each side of the river. It's a beautiful setting. The water is is blessing, and and it's going out towards the east, which is desert. But the water is going out towards the, the east, and wherever the water goes, there are trees growing on either side of the river. So life is coming as a result of the river flowing down from God's throne. And as we travel on our path, there should be life on all sides. We should be having an Uh, surrounded with an awe of God's presence and be a blessing to everywhere we go, at work and at home and each side of our lives be a blessing. In verse 8, the water flows towards the east and goes into the valley and enters the sea, the Dead Sea, and when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. So even way back in Ezekiel's day, the waters of the Dead Sea were dead, and needed to be healed, and uh, just salty, nothing living in it, nothing of substance living in it, there's some micro bacteria or something living in it, but, uh, but the, when the waters come down from God's throne, it heals the waters. And when we drink from God's water, when we drink from God's throne, when we drink from God's word, it heals our lives. We might be dead in trespasses and sin, but when we come to the Lord, he transforms our life and makes us alive. And the sullen and the despair and the depression and the anger and the bitterness gets transformed and changed to joy, to love, to peace, to life. And life more abundantly. Because God's water God, from God's throne has touched our lives. Verse 9, And it shall be every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. And again, so everywhere we go, we should leave a blessing. There should be a blessing that takes place. Like Abraham, everywhere as he journeyed around, he left an altar, he built an altar to the Lord and then when God had to move on, that altar remained there. And it remain there as a witness and as a testimony. And as we go through our lives and, and live here and move there and work here and move on, retire, whatever, we should have a, a blessing should have been left. When people think back on us in their lives, we should have left a blessing to them. And again, when God's living in us, when we're filled with His water, when we're filled with His spirit, it'll burst out, spring out from us and be a blessing to others around us. Verse 10, And it shall be that fishermen will stand from Engedi to Engalim, and they will be places for spreading their nets, and their fish will be of the same kind as the fish from the great sea, the Mediterranean Sea, exceedingly many. So the Dead Sea, a small really is kind of a lake, the Dead Sea will have fish like the Mediterranean Sea, which is huge. I hope it has fish everything except like Jonah's whale. I hope Jonah's whale is not allowed over there. But, but all the other kind of fish like from the Mediterranean Sea can be there and will grow and will be healed and the waters will be healed. They won't be over salty anymore. I don't know if that means we won't be able to float in it like we, like we do now. But uh, the water flows down there and it will be healed. And where there was no life before, there will be life now. And we see that. When people take the gospel to places, unentered places, Today, I'm entering places, whatever, Papua New Guinea, wherever, and, and their places are dead and sick and all kind of diseases and, and uh, horrible things people doing to each other. When the gospel comes in, their lives are transformed. Their houses clean up, their health improves, their attitudes improve, their relationships improve. Things are healed. And in our lives, healing takes place. When God's water flows in and life comes. As the scriptures say, abundant life inside us. A purposeful life where we can be filled with with, uh, hopelessness and, and fears and worries and concerns for the future. When we drink of God's water, when we drink from the Messiah, from the cup that he has given to us, We're filled with hope for the future, trust and faith, and a purpose as we move forward in our lives. And being a blessing and being blessed. Verse 11, its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. And so there's some area that he would reserve that there still be some salty areas. And so I guess we can go float in those areas. No marsh areas, or they can still harvest the, the, the minerals from there. So some area he leaves, and in the world there's always going to be problems. Right? And in our lives there's always going to be problems. We'll be living with the Lord, drinking from him, floating along on his raft, on his river, and there's still going to be problems in this world. And we're going to experience problems. There's going to be some salty times. There's going to be some difficult times. But we can still... Bask in God's love and have health and life today and for eternity. And along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food, and their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. And so, not only will trees be on either side, but trees that bear fruit. And again, as our lives, as we are on God's course, we are floating along with Him. We're in tune with Him. We'll be bearing fruit. There'll be fruit in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit will have love and will have joy and will have peace, and goodness and kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. As well as bearing fruit in ministering to people and seeing their lives transformed, seeing their lives helped. Seeing their lives benefit from the Lord living in us. And so this healing takes place where the deadness in us, the sin in us is confessed and given over to the Lord and we receive the Messiah's forgiveness. And the death and the emptiness is removed. And God fills us with life inside and then flowing outside as well and giving life to those around us. Abundant life they will bear fruit every month because their waters flow from the sanctuary their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine now even today they've planted trees orchards down along the the uh, dead sea it's pretty amazing technology they take water from ingedi the springs from ingedi the, the falls and rivers from ingedi and they use that very carefully And they've got date palm orchards there, groves. But they're not producing every month. (laughs) I guess once a year. I don't know how many crops they get. I think it's once a year. I think it's in the fall that, uh, that the dates produce. But here every month, God was predicting. Again, this is a miraculous river doing miraculous things that God had planned. Be nice. Fruit all year round, every month. I mean, now we have that with stuff coming from all over the world. I don't know how we get bananas every, all, all the time. How can you have bananas all the time? It's amazing. That's America, right? We got bananas all the time and other fruit all the time. No seasons in America. We just get to go to the supermarket and it's there. Right? It's kind of nice. But here these trees will produce every month. And the leaves, the leaves will be for healing of the nation. So not only is the water healing, but the leaves on the tree are healing as well. Every aspect is for healing, healing us, healing the sin-sick soul, transforming our lives. And if you need healing tonight, even before we get to the end, if you're needing healing in some area of your life, maybe socially, maybe some interaction with some friends, maybe some healing in some relationships need to take place, maybe physical healing, maybe got some issues, some problem, or maybe financial healing, maybe you got some financial issues or, or other difficulties, ask God, again, as we go on, you just pray right where you're at and ask God to heal that area of your life. Grab a hold of his leaves, grab a hold of his tree, grab a hold of that river. Grab a hold by faith in God's word. Say, Lord, do your healing in my life. Touch my heart. Heal my emotions. Heal me physically, heal me spiritually. Heal my life. Heal my relations. Bring life to my soul. Now this same river is mentioned, because again, I believe that this was supposed to be built, and God would miraculously do this river, and these things would take place, and the Dead Sea would have been healed. But we didn't, again, because of our selfishness. So God's still going to do the river issue, though. He tells about it in Revelation. In chapter 22, Revelation 22. So this is not until after the Lord returns again, and after the thousand years. So again, it's not a millennial temple, because this is after, in Revelation 22, or long after the millennium. Maybe not long, but it's after the millennium. After the Lord comes, so it's not here on earth. not going to be while we are here, but this river is going to come. This river that God predicted. And we read about in Revelation 22, starting verse 1. He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And on either side of the river there was the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit, and yielded their fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Right? Almost word for word right out of Ezekiel. Trees on either side of the river, and in Ezekiel, okay, there were trees on either side, but now God's going to have the tree of life, which is so big, it's going to be on both sides of the river. One tree is going to be on both sides of the river. Right? It's kind of like going through one of these sequoia trees in your car. It's going to be so big, it's going to just have roots on either side. And you can float your boat right through underneath, right? <laughs> and the tree over you, right? the tree of life. And it also is bearing fruit every month. Maybe different stuff every month. So one month might be watermelon month and another month might be mango month or I don't know, something like that. Twelve manner of fruits every month bearing its fruit and its leaves are for the healing of the nation. So the new earth, the new earth out of God's new Jerusalem. Again, after a thousand years, after the wicked are destroyed, we come down out of heaven in the new Jerusalem. After God has destroyed this earth, creates a new earth New heavens and new earth. He brings the new Jerusalem down. We land and he creates a new heavens and new earth. And from God's throne will flow out of that city this river, this river of life. And so what we didn't fulfill after Ezekiel's time, God is still going to fulfill. And that river will still be there. And it will still be healing us. And the leaves will be for the healing of the nations. There'll be no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more death, no more despair. And the reason is, well, we'll go back to Ezekiel and we'll find out why there'll be no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more suffering. So let's go back to Ezekiel and find out. Ezekiel 47, verse 13. The Lord God says, These are the borders. You shall divide the land as an inheritance among the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions. You shall inherit it equally with one another. And I raise my hand in an oath to give it to your fathers, and this land shall fall to you as your inheritance. And it continues on the rest of chapter 47 and into 48 on this dividing of the land. So again, in Ezekiel's day, in Ezekiel's prophecy, chapter 40 through 48 was God's plan to be built when the decree would come 70 years after Jerusalem was destroyed by Babylon, that Cyrus of the Medo-Persians would allow us to go back and we were to build the temple, God would bring this miraculous river, and the land would be divided up as outlined here. So he goes back to, after this miraculous river, he goes back to the dividing the land by the people groups. So obviously the river there wasn't only to be for the end, as in Revelation, but originally it was supposed to be there with the temple long before today. So he goes back to that in the rest of 47 and 48 chapters. But at the end of chapter 48, he ends the chapter and ends the book of Ezekiel with these words. Chapter 48, verse 35. And the name of the city from that day shall be, the Lord is there. And again, I believe if we would have built that city, if we would have been faithful to God, not just in building it, but in heart and soul and mind with a desire to build it and a desire for the Lord to be there and a desire for it to be the Lord's temple in wholehearted service of giving everything that we have, our heart and our soul and our mind and our spirit, loving him with everything we have, giving of our means faithfully, giving of our time faithfully, giving of our talents faithfully, loving one another and loving the Lord, the Messiah would have come to that temple and that city would have been called, the Lord is there because the Messiah would be there and we would be with him. And even though we blew that, God again is still going to work it out and we'll have again the new Jerusalem and the Lord will be there. But we don't have to wait till then. We don't have to wait till the new heavens and the new earth. We don't have to wait for God to destroy this earth before we can claim God's presence. Now then we'll see him face to face. Then we'll walk with him. Then we'll dance with him on the streets of gold. Then he'll pluck a piece of fruit from the tree of life and hand it to us and share it with us. He'll scoop down a glass full of the water from the tree of life and hand it to us. There i will hold us hand in hand and we'll walk together along that river under those trees and we'll recount our life and reveal to us all the times he was there for us. The unseen times when he was there, when he helped us and when he carried us, when he ministered to us, when he protected us, when he comforted us. But in the meantime, there again we'll see him face to face, not through a glass darkly, but we will see him as he really is. But even now, spiritually we can experience his presence here with us because he is here tonight. He's promised never leave us nor forsake us. He's there when we don't acknowledge him. He's there when we don't see him. He's there when we turn our backs on him. He's there when we ignore him. But he's there for us. We don't have to go up into the heavens or far away. He's right here. He's near near at hand. I said, just reach out and take hold of him. Open your heart and let him take you. Let him embrace you. Let him minister to you. Let him pour out his love upon your soul. The Lord is there. And the Lord is here. He's there for us. He's here for us. Each day, each moment of the day, take and partake of him. Taste and eat and see that the Lord is good. He said, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood, take and eat of him. Embrace him. And be healed in Him. And so, as we prepare to pray, if there's some area in your life that's needing healing, let His river flow into your heart. Let His Holy Spirit flow into your heart. Let showers of blessing come down upon you and receive Him. Karen's going to sing a song for us, and so as we think on these things, but also if there's an area, she's coming up. Also, if you're needing healing in your life, again, emotionally or socially, let God do it. If you're needing to grow in him, if you need to get deeper in the water with him, no longer just on the sidelines, not only ankle deep, but get deeper in your walk with him, Or if your influence needs to spread, God's influence through you needs to spread further and deeper and affect more. If you've been working and laboring for the Lord but haven't been bearing fruit for Him, ask for an outpouring of His Spirit because it's His Spirit that gives fruit. It's His Spirit that gives life. It's not you or me that can do anything. It's God and God alone who gives life through His Spirit and through His power. And it comes through surrendering to him. So, as Greg and Karen sing the song that they put together, it's a remake version of I Surrender All. I Surrender All, and what other song? Bridge over
1: troubled waters.
0: Bridge over troubled waters, right. So, as we listen to that, think on these things and be in a meditative prayer state and as let us surrender all. Not be unfaithful like after Ezekiel's time, holding back. Wanting to live in Babylon, wanting to hold on to this world, but to surrender all and commit all and dedicate all to the Lord.
1: As I was preparing this week to play this song, because I haven't played it in a long time, um, the Lord started to talk to my heart uh, because I don't know about you, but I thought that I had surrendered. Don deal do you know guy. But he said, no, and he started showing me things, areas that I thought were already surrendered. I said, Lord, I have prayed about those things, but praying isn't the thing. You know, my husband, unfortunately, went through a terrible event um, where he almost died, and as a result of that event, he's had to surrender his driver's license. Now, in surrendering his driver's license, he didn't just pray about it. And he didn't just hold it up for the person to see that he had had one and then put it down. He had to hand it over to the man and not touch it again. And that was true surrender. And so the Lord showed me some situations, people, and events that I had not let go of. So as I play this, Think about the areas that you want to let go and give the Lord, because He can handle it a lot better than you are. Uh... One, two, three, four.
0: pray together. Our Lord and our God, King of the universe, we do surrender all to you. We ask that you take us, take our lives, take our hearts, place them in you. and May we die in you and fill us with your spirit. Let your water flow through our lives and give us life here on earth abundant life, and eternal life in the life to come. And use us in ministering to others and sharing the water of life with them as well. In Yeshua's holy name, amen.